What's going on, fans? My name's Josh. I'm here with Matt. What's going on, guys? Today we're, today we're going to talk about The Boys, the comic book series that Matt's been reading. Yeah. We're going to talk about Stranger Things. And then we're going to give you our official review of Spider-Man Far From Home. And this is the Nerd Force Podcast. So, Matt, before we get into our main topics, what do we have for other news today? All right, other news. So, uh, I got, let's see, four, uh, four little tidbits. One that uh, I think looks really interesting. Um, it's called, uh, you probably heard of it, Righteous Gemstones coming out on HBO. No, I haven't heard of this at all. Okay, so it's Danny McBride. Okay. Which, yeah. Eastbound and Down, baby. Yep. Does it get better than mm-hmm. that? No. Oh, yeah. Yeah, that's hysterical. Well, I love that show. Yeah, yeah. I mean, you can give me basically the, the full documentary of uh, of John Rocker. Yeah. And it's going to go play <laughs> by play with <laughs> yeah. Eastbound and Down. So, so good. as a Braves fan, I, I fully endorse Eastbound and Down. Yeah. So, um, he's doing a new show on HBO. Got picked up by HBO. Um, another tidbit interesting too. Um, I didn't know this about Danny McBride, but he actually lives here in Charleston. Oh, does he? Yep. Oh, that's Charleston, cool. South Carolina, for those who don't know where we're broadcasting from. But I had no idea that. Yeah. Well, he ended up buying here because of Bill Murray. Oh, really? So, and he also established a uh, production company here. Nice. Yeah. So, um, anyways, I thought, that, I thought that was interesting. So that's why we're starting to see some of this. Uh, filming going on he had a lot to do with halloween coming here too oh that's cool and getting filmed i didn't realize that he had like that much pool hey and, man uh, i mean he he's beyond like the seth rogan crowd yeah this doesn't seem like he does a whole lot he's got hbo money right <laughs> i guess i don't know but anyway so he's doing that and um so he anyways he filmed um this uh, show called righteous gemstones um it's starring him uh, john goodman and uh, adam De- adam divine yeah, and uh, so it's good cast. Um, there's also I forget the other lady's name in it. Um, and the, John Goodman alone is a yeah. huge pull. Oh, um, Edie Edie Pat Patterson. Yeah, she was uh, Miss Abbott and Vice Principal. So if you saw yeah. Vice Principals, she was the civics teacher. Um, and then also his uh, they didn't say who this guy was playing, but uh, Walter Goggins, the other guy from Vice Principals. Yeah, his main buddy in that one. Well, buddy frenemy, I guess whatever yeah. he is. So um, he's in it too, and I like him. He he played a really good part in that Vice Principals. But so Gemstones is the story about an evangelical family. So John Goodman was like, like kind of like your Billy Graham, yeah, like yeah, big yeah, time, like, yeah. you know. And then he has a son, and the son's Danny McBride, <laughs> and, and the sister is is uh, Edie Patterson. So basically, what I gathered so far, John Goodman was kind of like the legitimate evangelical preacher well the kids yeah. come on board and they start saying oh well, what's going on here you know what i mean all this money's coming in and so now it's all about making bank yeah, yeah. so it's kind of like them it's you like, know yeah it's, it's the it's the tv preacher that's like uh that's the lord wants you to buy me another private airplane <laughs> exactly we need two lear jets one for yeah. my dog and one for me yeah so so they have that kind of dynamic in, in this, and it looks. There's a, the trailer's out. I think the trailer just came out today. It looks. It looks funny, and I think that you know one of the unsung people in this will be. Um, I think Adam Devine too, because I think he's pretty good. Yeah, and yeah, he's been, he, he was plays a pretty good character. Yeah, he was always kind of like a support guy, 
And uh, I think he's funny. He was funny in that one movie um, that he did with the, where the two brothers are always competing against each other, and they take two girls on vacation with them. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, um, Zach Efron was in it. I yeah, what it was called. He he had a, he had a TV show on Comedy Central too that was really good. Um, something about him going to New Orleans or or something like that. I forget. So. Anyways, I had names today, so I wanted to make sure that we covered all the names. Mm. So names were covered. Yeah. Okay. So, but anyways, he just talks about it, and, the, and like in there, one of the scenes in the, in the in the trailer, he's talking to his sister and about all this cash they pulled in at this function, and she wants her cut, and he wants his cut, and he said, and she goes, "I want fifty percent, and then you get thirty, and twenty goes to the church," and then he says, "Well, no, 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 hold on, you know, no, how about?" 60 to you, 40 to me. <laughs> you know? So you can see where this heads. So anyways, it looks interesting. It looks funny. So it's coming up. I don't know much else about it, but uh, I just know that, like I said, it was filmed in Charleston. They actually filmed some of this right by where I work, too, which I thought nice. was cool. There was a casting call, I remember, for an HBO show. That's it. That's one. But, yeah, was mm-hmm. that it? And the one mm-hmm. over at the church with the, like, they were talking about your car maybe in it, too. Yeah, exactly. They wanted yeah, different yeah, different cars yeah. and stuff too. So, anyways, that's coming out. I thought that was cool. So look for that. I I, I like Danny McBride. I think his humor is pretty funny. Yeah, and yeah, yeah. Was, I like him. I like um, Adam Devine too. Yeah. He's pretty funny. Yeah, and and obviously when you when you put John Goodman in it, that's yeah. the anchor. You I mean you got a solid anchor right there. Yeah. So yeah, you've got Emmy award winning talent. Exactly. Right. Yeah, you got it. So whatever that's worth. Yeah. Exactly. So the next one I thought was interesting, and one that I think that you would you would definitely be interested in if you don't know already. But there, it's uh, uh what's his name, uh, uh, Rami uh, Malkin or Malkin? How do you say his name? The guy from uh, Robot Man. Yeah, um, Rami. Um, yeah, I know who you're talking about from Mr. Robot. How do you say his last name? Uh, I don't know. Malky or I don't want to mess it up. I already messed it up. So. Yeah. But anyways, he's uh, it's official. He Malik. Is, Malik. That's yeah. it. Yeah, it, exactly how it is written in sounds. Yeah, Malik. Um, he, it's official. He is going to be the new villain in the Bond series. Oh, so, nice. Yeah. So he would be good for that. Oh, I think so too. Now, if they don't cast him as like some sort of hacker, yeah, I might be pissed. Well, it's interesting <laughs> you say the casting part of it because I thought yeah. this was really props to him on this too because I thought this was really cool. Um, they approached him about it, and this is the twenty-fifth Bond too. And um, they don't have a title for it yet, so they're just calling it Bond 25. But he made a point of saying that he's very interested and wants to do this, but he was not going to do this if the the character, the villain, was going to be of some type of... was going to have some type of a slant of a religious, terroristic type of slant to the character. And, you know, I definitely don't want to butcher it. You should probably read what he said. But what he said, it sounded... Like, you know, it makes sense because he doesn't want to polarize any of the audience, Yeah, you know. And um, so the character has nothing to do with that. So it's definitely not going to be some type of, uh, you know, Islamic or whatever, any type of terroristic thing like that. But um, so, again, you said hacker. I could see something like that with him for sure. But we'll see. That might be too easy of a fit for him, but... But anyways, yeah, that may be a little cliche at this point for yeah. the film, especially I mean, not, not especially, but with that character, yeah. it, it may be with that with um, Raimi, it may be a little cliche to like. Yeah, but the guy's really talented, though. I mean, oh just, yeah, I mean, just look at Bohemian Rhapsody. Oh, that was. Alone. Yeah. I mean, he held that. I mean, I, I, his performance was 
so stellar in that. It was fantastic. But, I mean, the movie I didn't think was super strong, but he deserved everything he got for that because his acting in that was just just wonderful. It really showed his true talents, I think. I mean, it really stretched him, and I thought he did a really good job. So, anyways, that's coming out. So I thought that was an interesting piece I thought you might be interested in. Um, the next one, I think you may have saw the trailer already, too, but it's a Rambo, Last Blood. Yeah. You saw that's coming out, right? Yep. So I thought that was kind of interesting, too. Um, the, the, I mean, they're still... You know, and I, I got to be honest with you, I, I wasn't disappointed with the other Rambos, the last, the last couple. Yeah. You know, they're, they're still interesting. Yeah, they're entertaining. Yeah. You know, and it's just it, it it's just interesting to see that they're still able to keep treading this character. Now they're calling it Last Blood, so I don't know if this is it. Yeah, what are they called the last one? The last one convoluted that the it was going to be the last one as well. Mm. I, I don't remember. Um. Exactly, yeah. But with this one, it's um, the story premise is basically, uh, you know, he's he's definitely in that retirement type stage, mm-hmm. and then gets pulled back out due to someone getting abducted, and I believe it's someone that either works for him or he knows a person or whatever. But their daughter gets abducted on a trip to Mexico by a Mexican drug cartel, so it's going to be that kind of a that kind of a scene where he goes to Mexico as a one man uh, army, I guess, and and does what he does, but. Uh, Anyways, I thought it'd be interesting. Definitely, we'll we'll definitely take a look at it. No, if I'll pay to see that one, but I definitely will watch it. So yeah, well, I mean, it's 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 a good act. It's gonna be a good action movie no matter what. Yeah. You know, it's it's not. It doesn't really. You can put Rambo and 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 have Sylvester Stallone write. You know whatever he wants to. It's still gonna be a good good action movie. So. Yeah, he partnered up with somebody on this. He still wrote it, but he wrote it with somebody else. So, but anyway, so that's coming. Um, the other one, which I didn't, you know, this this popped up, but I didn't pay attention to it, and uh, I don't know if you did or not, but Cobra Kai. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Third yeah. third season. Yeah, yeah. Did you see any of this? Uh, Seth is a big fan of Cobra Kai, but no, I've not seen um, any. I haven't seen a single episode. I haven't either, but it, I've heard it's really, really good. Yeah, it's on YouTube yeah. Premium. Yeah, yeah, which is why I haven't seen it. Yeah, exactly. I, I don't have but, that, so I didn't see it either. So, anyways, it's on its third season. So I'm like, wow, okay. So um, what's interesting too is that they're they're doing the third season, and they're also doing ID IDW is doing a four issue comic. Oh, uh, okay, nice. But it's a view, a perspective of the original, okay? Oh, from... The Karate yeah. Kid, the, the first... But, the, but from the perspective of... Of, of uh, Johnny. Yeah. Johnny Lawrence. It's from his viewpoint. Because I think that they've developed this out enough now that even though he was the arch nemesis and everything, that, um, you know, they're kind of given a backstory of why he's like that. You know what I mean? Yeah, and kind of you know gives you a little more sympathy for the guy, I guess. But so, anyways, that's what the comic's going to be. I thought that was interesting to you know take that premise and then turn it on its head and go from a different viewpoint. So yeah. So, anyways, I, I was first a surprised third season, and now I definitely want to check it out. Um, well, and then, it's crazy. Like, I wonder how much push there was for this before How I Met Your Mother. And, like, you, know, you remember how your mother, Neil Patrick Harris's yeah. character, was, like, that was his whole big thing was that he, like, they, they did the bit about how he saw that Karate Kid, the the hero of the film, uh-huh. wasn't 
the Karate Kid, but it was the the guy that um, that the series is about. I forget what his name is. I'm terrible with names, anyways. But um, you said it earlier. I just don't remember. Johnny. Uh, yeah, Johnny. Johnny Lawrence. Yeah, Johnny Lawrence's. Uh, they. Yeah, and so I'm curious if like if that if that bit never happened if they didn't play it as out as much as like as to the point where they had the actual actor uh-huh. um, cameo on the the tv series like i wonder how like where that would have led to if it if they had anything like in production i'm just curious like it's strange to like think like one little line somewhere leads to something that ends up in full production well yeah i mean yeah you can't go and don't think you know not think the big bang theory has some uh repercussions on the comics and all that other stuff too i mean it, it definitely does so Anyways, so that's happening, and uh, I thought it was interesting. So that's basically like the four little tidbits that I really thought, you know, eh, kind of interesting. Yeah. You know, no, nothing major there, but other than I think the gemstones is going to be something to see. But um, that's really it as far as uh, new new news. Um, I did have something to bring up about San Diego Comic-Con, um, which is happening in a couple weeks. Um, but... Uh, the Hall H panels have been um, pulling out of San Diego Comic-Con. So um, previous to about a week ago, um, the you know we had DC who was signed up for the Hall H panel. We had Star Wars. We had um, you know quite a few people, but they've all they've all been pulling out um, now that Marvel has announced that they're doing a Hall H panel. So yeah. pretty much right now, all it is is Marvel and then the Russo brothers are coming in under the guise of their new um, label, their new studio label that they're opening up. Yeah. So they're doing their own thing now huh. and doing a whole H panel for it. And then um, then Marvel's doing a whole H panel. Really? Yeah. That's interesting. And, and then everybody else is pretty much backed out. So huh. I'm curious yeah. as to why, you know... Uh, that leads me to believe that maybe they're going to do a um, a uh, uh, full like reveal of their next uh, phase. phase. Yeah, and so that may be why they're going that way, or maybe they've got some footage from Black Widow or um, Eternals that they may drop um, yeah. teaser or something like that. So don't know. We'll see. No, that's interesting though. I mean, there's going to be. I mean, come on. So there's yeah. something there. Yeah, there's something there's there. There's something for there. Some, for That's for sure. Pulling back. Absolutely, yeah. Sony, Sony was the other one that pulled back too. Really? Yeah. Huh. And they've they they've got, um, they have uh, something with Venom probably, and uh, um, uh, Morbius. Yeah, that's true. That's that's been in production and it's yeah. probably. And edit, post-production. I was no. going to say, that's got to be ready to start getting edited Yeah. at this point. Oh, one other little tidbit I wanted to throw out there, too. I mean, I don't know. It, this was around when I was a kid, and obviously way before even I was young, too. But Mad Magazine, did you see yeah, that? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, they're shutting down they're production. They're shutting down, yeah. I don't think it's going away, I think. They're kind of like, it was weird what they're going to do with it, but they're not... They're going to stop publishing it. I don't know if it's going to go to ebooks or it's going to be subscription-only... I don't think it's going away in its entirety, mm-hmm. but uh, you know, I mean, I I always loved, I enjoyed, I loved Mad. I thought it was great. I yeah, I really enjoyed oh, I like it. The... But you know, another thing, it's like, 
but I dropped off. Like, yeah. probably a lot of people did, you know? And I think maybe it just, it had its day. And it, when it had its day, it was well, great, you know? Yeah, I mean, they did the TV thing, and then the TV thing kept up really well um, in the years that Saturday Night Live yeah. was off. And that kind of added to the cells, I'm sure, of the magazine. But then mm-hmm. once that Saturday Night Live picked back up, then I'm sure that... Yeah, we um, mean off, not good. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Whatever, that, it was just poorly yeah, written. Well, just, yeah, it goes... Saturday Night Live goes in goes in, Yeah, yeah, it's cyclical. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, it's back to being just crap now. But, yeah, um, yeah I mean, I'm sure that that, that probably produced... Or, you know, um, probably probably boosted sales and they probably dropped off shortly after that. And then mm-hmm. since uh, they haven't really picked back up once that Saturday Night Live kind of took a dump again. And, uh, um, you know, it's it's probably they're just seeing the end of the, end of the tunnel. And, yeah, but I think their humor, too, is... it. Mad Magazine was definitely against the grain in its time, you know? And now a lot of humor... And a lot of stuff that's publicly out there everywhere takes a mad slant. You know what I mean? Before, those type of parodies and those different things they would do, that's where you found them. You know? I mean, I remember, like, in the early 80s, reading the Star Wars parodies that they did and stuff like that. So, but um, but now I just think it's a lot more common. Lot, there's a lot more outlets for that type of, uh, you know, humor and so forth. But anyways, I just thought I'd throw that in, too. Um, I'm trying to find the name of it right now, but there is a, um, the Vertigo, uh, label from DC. Yeah. Is being shut down. Yeah. Yeah. We too. talked about that last week. Yeah. Yeah. That's cause we were talking about, you know, where the they, black label they've yeah, done now. Is it called black label? Yeah, it's remember. called black label okay. now. Um, and they, you know, the, the person they were taking with, um, it has kind of replaced Vertigo. Um, not not necessarily characters or anything like that, because the Vertigo characters were different, right? Um, but the because it had Preacher and it had some other, yeah. um, you know, more adult-driven uh, characters. Yeah. But now we're seeing um, they've got a label now called DC Youth or. Um, something like that, DC Kids, DCU, okay. something like that. And there's DC Comics, and then there's DC Black Label. So they're they're doing it by age, pretty much. Like DC Youth is yeah. like your your young kids, yeah. Y seven like type of thing. And then right. DC is going to be your PG thirteen, PG PG thirteen. Yeah. Um, and then your Black Label is going to be your your more yeah. heavy hitting stuff. So. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, I thought that was, uh, yeah, well, you know what? They're DC. They can do what they want, you know? Yeah. Well, DC's the one that's shutting MAD down because they own MAD. Oh, uh, yeah. yeah. So that's another MAD. one that they're closing out, so. Hmm. I didn't realize that they owned that, but they did Yeah, do. I didn't realize that they owned that either. So, DC's definitely doing uh, some restructuring. Yeah. So what else uh, do you got as far as other news? Is that it? That's it. That's all I got. Cool. That's it for the news. Um, so tell us about the boys. You've read the comic yeah, um, strip now. So You've read the entire or part of the run, right? Yeah. Well, yeah. It's uh, it's 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 four omnibus editions. So yeah, yeah. I'm most of the way through the first, which is 14 issues. And I got to tell you, dude, this is uh, 
I mean, it is pushing. It no, it didn't push the boundaries. It just blew past them. Yeah. I mean, it literally blew past them to the point that uh, you know, I told my son when I was you know read the first one, and, and I was like, dude, this is really kind of funny, dude. You're really gonna <laughs> like, you're really gonna like this. And I said, well, as soon as I'm done with this, I'm gonna give it to you. Well, then I got into a couple more books in there, and I'm like, There's, I can't do it. I can't. I can't recommend my child read this. That's how bad it is. Bad in the sense that it's not appropriate. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? Comic writing, storytelling, absolutely stellar. Stellar. Yeah. It is, it's really good. And, um, but it is very obscene, extremely yeah. vulgar. Um, so, right up Seth pornographic. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. I mean, it, it is pornographic for the most part. Um, not the whole story, but pieces of it, you know? Yeah. And we were talking about, you know, what these superheroes do that was um, getting cleaned up by the boys, correcting these wrongs that the superheroes were doing. Um, and, you know, the premise basically is there's kind of like a Justice League, and it's the Big Seven. And uh, these guys are the, the big guys in charge. But, man, they're, um, they're something else, dude. I'm telling you, it's like I can't even really describe it because you really need to read it. But I'm telling you what, it will turn you on your head. It, it is that good. And um, I don't know how. They're going to really have to sand this down a lot to get this even on Prime. Yeah. Because it is, um, like I said, it's pretty raunchy. And um, character characters are really good, though. The way they wrote all the characters in the book, really good. Writing, like I said, with that guy is, is, is just top-notch. Yeah. And seeing this, this side, I think this must have been his complete free flow. You know, and it's all there. So, it's really good. It, it's definitely a strong read. And like I said, when I'm done with it, I'm going to give you that book for re- for sure. And you definitely got to read it for it. Yeah, I'll, so. I'll, yeah, I'll definitely read But um, as soon as you ha- give it to me. Recommend it. Don't share it with your kids. <laughs> I told my son, I said, I'm not telling you to read this book. I said, when I'm done, I said, I'm going to put it, put it down on my comic book area. If you happen to pick it up, that's on you. <laughs> but, you know, if your mother knows that I gave this to you, I'll be in trouble. Yeah. So. Anyways, um, all I can say is good. Um, artwork's good too. The guy that the drew, the drew it, nice job. So it's all good. The uh, one thing I really thought I appreciated too is the one main character, Billy Butcher, is English. So he captures the English language great. I mean, he has all like you know, oi, wanker, all the different British little yeah. s- slag, you know, all the type of British little sayings and stuff. They're all in there, and it, it flows. The other guy's Scottish, so he's always like I and arse. You yeah. know what I mean? It's all in there, and it's just it's done. Nice. That, a lot of attention to detail when it comes to dialogue, which yeah, I thought yeah. was really interesting and cool. So, cool. But anyways, worth it. Worth reading. I'm looking forward to it. Mm-hmm. We'll have to do a breakdown before the. Oh yeah. Or when the TV show comes out. Yeah, it should be. I think August. So. Was it August? I thought it was July 19th. Oh, you're right. I'm sorry. I think it is July 19th. You're correct. I was thinking August is uh, August is Righteous Gemstones. Oh, okay. Nice. Yeah, so um, we'll do a, um, a breakdown of that whenever it comes out. Yeah. Um, July 26th, I think is what I saw. So my goal is to get through at least the, the first two Omnibusters for... So that'd be half yeah. the half the run, and uh, July twenty sixth. I should be able to watch and then read ahead, yeah, and see how it matches up. Anyways, cool, cool.
Cool, cool, cool. Um, Stranger Things. Stranger Things oh, yeah. uh, dropped yes. yesterday. Yeah. Um, on the 4th. Um, and uh, very good. Yeah. Yeah. The the series, like, I mean, the series overall is good, right? Yeah. Um, the thing that, that surprised me most about this one is that they, there there was no foreplay coming into this season. No. Like, you, no. They, don't, they don't ease you into any of it. And I kind of re- remember the previous two seasons, I mean, especially the first season, but the, the last season, like, starting off with, like, a slow start to the first episode, right? But right. this one, no. No, no. Yeah, they're they're just it. manhandling you through at the beginning of it. Yeah. There's only eight episodes, though, right? There's only eight episodes, which is a decision. This was this was the thing that brought um, the Marvel Netflix um, issues up, right? So whenever they... Whenever Netflix and Marvel split ways on Jessica Jones and Daredevil and um, Luke, Luke Cage and the Punisher Fist. with Iron Fist, um, this was the reason that that had happened because Marvel gets paid per episode that they produce. Oh, okay. <clears throat> However, Netflix notices that um, more people stay invested in their content, the better quality that they can make and the fewer episodes with better quality that they can yeah. make. So we're going to see a push with Netflix for these um, for these eight-episode seasons, probably even six-episode seasons down yeah. the line. Um, Black Mirror dropped, and it was five. Oh, yeah? Uh, not even five. I think it was like four, four episodes. Wow. Um, the most recent season. So. And then we had um, Bandersnatch in between, which was really cool that we we probably need to talk to talk about at some point, but um, that was really really cool. Um, and then then so you know a movie plus um, plus four episodes. So yeah, uh, interesting though. I mean, it's it's a good approach, good model. I mean, if, as long as you've got like enough recurring content well, I that think, people aren't invested in. Yeah, but again, keeping you invested. Yeah. You can't make us wait a year and a half, two years. No, but you know, they didn't. And I don't think yeah. they will. No, but no. I mean, if they do these shorter things, yeah, that gives them the opportunity to come back and you know, you know, get a break. Yeah, yeah. Let you take in some other content. Well, you just know do I mean? a year. You know, I think a year is fine. fine. Yeah, it's fine. But you go past a year, that's when you start getting into. Yeah, I mean, that's what they did between the, the last because last season of um, of Stranger Things dropped around um, around. Uh, Halloween last right. year, right? Yeah. So I mean, we didn't go, but what nine months? Yeah. Without Stranger Things, so I mean, it's yeah. good good way for them to like make it contextual because people are binging this as they would with any good yeah, um, yeah. show that's available like that, and it it allows them to to have like a seasonal type of thing that that works out for the season mm-hmm. and puts you in the moment. Um, like they did with this one on July Fourth, and they did it with the previous one on Halloween. Yeah, and they can they can still release it at a decent time and sure. and with good content and not overwork their actors and mm-hmm. crew. Well, so. I think with Stranger Things too, time is of the essence because just look at the short period of time between these two series yes. and how much these kids have changed. Yeah, so you know we won't go into too many we won't go into spoilers on this episode, but. Uh, on this at least but um i 
I'm curious as to where it's going to go from here. Yeah. Um, just wait until you're finished with it. I binged it over yesterday and today whenever I could, when I could, but yeah. couldn't sleep last night. and Finished it up, huh? Um, yeah, I finished most of it up last night and then finished up today, not knowing there was only eight episodes. Eight episodes. Yeah. Well, I, um, I'm three in. Yeah. And um, there's a couple things I want to say about it um, that aren't going to be spoilers at all, but, um, you know, being a kid of the 80s, yeah, they have... 100% <laughs> unequivocally captured, captured yeah. the 80s so well. Yeah. I mean, so well. Down, to, I mean, the details that they have, um, you mm-hmm. know, just even like, you know, in uh, Eleven's room, her, her radio yep. that, her, that she's playing. And she has, of course, the like cassette yeah. boxes sitting there and stuff. And, um, you know, just every little detail is there, like the clothes, the, uh, the scenes at the mall. Like, I mean, a lot of this so far in the first three, they were at the mall a ton. Well, at all, they don't really, they, they go to a couple of other places, um, but it's definitely centered around the mall. Mm -hmm. Like, like the mall definitely plays a big part in it, which makes sense because at that point in the eighties, um, when mall culture arrived, it, it played a big part in, you know, yeah. I mean, they showed those sides of it, killing the downtown area, which malls did. And, um. But, I mean, but really, that was the lifeblood. I mean, that's what kids did. I mean, they, Friday night, you would go to the mall. Yep. But they also captured the other side of it, too. In the summer, you would go to the pool during the day. Yeah. Find out who's going to the mall that night. Yeah. Go to the mall. Go to the movie. Go get ice cream. Go get a slice of pizza, whatever it might be at the mall. Hot you dog know, on a stick. Egg, corn dog on a stick, yeah. Mm-hmm. Whatever it was. But that, that was the culture. That was the life. Parents just drove their kids to the mall and dropped them off. Yeah. And that was it. Came back, picked them up at 9 o'clock. Yeah. You know? So um, I just can't say enough about the attention to detail and, and to the point that the malls are packed with mm-hmm. people. Packed with people. And the just the people in the background are still rocking all the same gear, like the 80s gear. Mm-hmm. Everybody's got, got the same, you know, the same looks and the same things. And they capture all those little... Like, you know, one scene, again, not a spoiler, but they have, like, the glamour shots thing with the two yeah, girls yeah, in it. Yeah, you know? yeah. And it's like, they, they, they've hit all the little things. The one guy's working at the ice cream shop and, you know, in the mall. Yeah. It's just, it's just I, I can't say enough on how on how well how well they've captured it. I mean, we talked a little bit about with, with mall rats doing that, too. I mean, this is just, it's so, and to be honest with you, I don't know, probably a lot of the storefronts, maybe you're CGI'd in. I have no idea. But they must have found a mall that just turned the lights off then. You know what I mean? Yeah. <laughs> Which there's probably plenty of those around anyway. So. Yeah, there's there's plenty. Of, I mean, there's one back home where, I mean, there's one here where the Citadel, like, pretty much. Yeah. Oh, that's like, yeah, it's a ghost town. Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean. Um, but the acting, yeah, again, the acting. The acting is, is just phenomenal. Yeah. Like, the, the there was one point, and there there's one character that just bogs me. The acting of it bugs me. And it's. It's not even like it's not even bad acting. It's the the way the character is, like Eleven's character, where she has any like type of real dialogue. Yeah. Um, it's it, I don't know what it is. There's something about the pacing of how she talks and and the the phrasing of of how she uses sentences and stuff like that. And but you got to realize too, though, it's foreign to her, though. Yeah, I know. I so, realize. I mean, this, her but... Sherpa right now is the redheaded girl. Yeah. Through this process. So, yeah. like, 
like you know, I mean, she does something as innocent as saying about lying. You know what I mean? You know, you don't lie. Yeah, friends don't lie. Friends don't lie. Well, that was, you know? that's a call from the first season. Well, but yeah, it is. But I mean, my point is, it's like that's how innocent she. Yeah, is yeah, yeah. She's naive. She's naive. Very naive. Very yeah. naive. And no, I get it. So, like I said, it's it's not the acting; it's the character. It's, it's definitely the, the character. Yeah, but yeah. It just at points it that 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 dialogue from her just kind of kind of drug for me a little bit and it didn't really hurt anything on the the series or anything like i got what they were doing it's just like come on like like, yeah you know yeah but even the um we talked about the mall but the the pool scenes yeah the pool scenes dude that was it oh yeah i mean pools were a big thing like when i was going like you know we had the pool scene like we had the neighborhood pool that was yeah you know that was where everybody was at during the day Mm -hmm. yeah but i actually was a lifeguard Oh, nice. Yes. Yeah. So, I mean, I wasn't as cool as the dude in there, but I mean, you know, <laughs> I didn't have all the hot moms chasing yeah. me around. But, um, but no, it, uh, and I thought that was really funny. And I was watching it with my wife. And what she notices more than anything is all the fashion and the clothes. But those swimsuits that all the moms were wearing, they're so tight. They are so accurate to those type of swimming suits, too, from that period of time. <laughs> Like, one of them literally looks like that she just walked off of the Jane Fonda jazzercise set, mm-hmm. you know? So, anyways, those little de- the details, like I said, were not missed in this, in the slightest. Even the, and I forget the one guy's name, um, that is the lifeguard that has, like, the cheesy mustache and the long uh, mullet do. So, but, and he, of course, what does he drive? The Camaro, mm-hmm. you know? Yeah, the Camaro's, <laughs> dude, that Camaro's sick. <laughs> so... Anyways, it's so far so good for me, dude. I'm loving it. So I think it's really it's gonna be it's strong. I like it a lot. Yeah, there's one thing that I really noticed on this season that I didn't notice um, previously on any of the other seasons. I, I, I he's one of my favorite characters, and I, I mean, I've seen this kid act. You know, on how many ever hours that he's been on. Um, Stranger Things in front of the character or in front of the camera and he's one of the main characters but and they pointed to it during the season and I couldn't not notice it at this point like after after they mentioned it but Dustin the the curly hair kid he's missing like his four teeth up top yeah and so like I always thought the kid just was like had a goofy smile or something yeah but they um they were they were uh, they were mentioning like he's got some sort of disease that like he doesn't have collarbone uh, or he doesn't have his collarbones built in too like he's just missing like he was born okay, without certain bones. You mean the real person or the character? The character is, but the real person's missing like teeth and stuff. And so looking it up, um, he has the disease in real life. So they incorporate it into the oh. series because the kid has the the disease in in real life. Oh wow! Okay. So. But yeah, I mean, just never dawned on me that he was like, he was missing his teeth or like anything like that. I just well, like before you kind of thought it was time. He just like he just lost his teeth. Yeah, yeah. You know, I mean, a little bit later than that's he probably should have. Yeah, but yeah. you know, I kind of thought it was weird when I saw him this time that he still didn't have teeth. Yeah. But yeah, it's interesting. Yeah, he has a disease called um, CCD. I don't know what it stands for. Um, but yeah, dude, that kid's just amazing. Yeah, he's good. And, and I gotta admit, I, I love all the D and D references too. Yeah, yeah, they don't play that um, change. Oh wait, no, that's that's not. Um, 
Clyde corneal dysplasia. Okay. So, but it's. Um, so will he get teeth, or he'll never get teeth? No. Uh, no. Oh, okay. Uh, is a skeletal condition affecting the development of bones and teeth? Oh. So his bones just never developed. Um, like they like parts, like certain yeah. bones never developed like they should have. Wow. Okay. So yeah, I am sure you know he's got Stranger Things Netflix money, so I'm sure that he could get surgery and have like porcelains or something like I'm that. Sure, but then, I'm sure he has a grill. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But it's uh. I, that would be super cool though if he was just like if he was open with it and like no this is who I am and yeah. well it sounds like he is yeah. in a way you know yeah I mean there are, like the the article says that I don't know he's got he's got some some stuff that he puts in here's a picture of him with his front teeth oh okay so um yeah he's he's got something that he he puts in there but um yeah so uh but I mean just just one of those things like. Like how have I never noticed this before? Yeah. And now it's like it's like well I can't unsee that. Right. Yeah. So, but I mean, the the series like the 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 season overall was was really I think it's probably my favorite season. Yeah. Of the show so far, but um, I mean we can't we just can't say enough about the the acting and the writing of the show. Like you said, there's the attention detail on the show and and it, the little things like that just impress me so much oh, on they, stuff like this. They matter so much. I mean, even like in the scene where um, the one dude's mom's working in the old hardware store, the convenience store. Yeah, the convenience is. store, yeah. Like all the all the products. That Winona she's... Ryder's character. Yes. There we go. We had another name. Yeah, another name. Winona Ryder. There you go. Um, like even at the time, the brawny guy isn't the same brawny yeah. guy that we have today. They had the right guy on the paper towel roll. You know oh, I mean? yeah, yeah, yeah. And all the boxes that they had were wow. were too perspective, you know. And had you not seen those before, you wouldn't, you wouldn't even have noticed or paid attention. Yeah, I didn't. I wasn't paying attention. Yeah, to not that I bought Tampex, but that's what she was kept putting stickers yeah, yeah. on the whole time, and that was like you can tell it was an old box. Old box of Tampex. So they, they, and like oh. um, when he's eating uh, cereal, the Honey Smacks box, you can yeah. tell that's the old version of the Honey Smacks. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Know? So yeah, the the Lucky Charms box too was yeah, like was right. the same thing exactly. Yeah. So. That's how much detail is put into that, which is really cool. And then always, I mean, the phones too. All the phones that they use too are all, mm -hmm. you know, definitely to spec. So yeah, it's just more and more that I, you know, every time I watch, sometimes I find myself looking around at what's going on outside of the acting to see what is yeah. in the scene. Well, but, it seems uh, like it seems like they definitely did a lot of that. Like you, if you were alive in the eighties, this here's some eighties stuff that you may like, and, and mm -hmm. I mean to the point where like they go. See Night of the Living Dead, and yeah. they have you know the old school Gap, um, where yeah. Gap when Gap was such a huge thing, and yeah. they've got um, they've they've got a point to where um, they're sitting in the theaters watching uh, um, watching Back to the Future, mm -hmm. and then they're making commentary on how his mom's wanting to sleep with him back to the future and yeah. stuff like that, like the same type of commentary that you would have yeah. if you're walking yeah. out of the theater watching it. And so it's um, definitely a, a, a lot of attention to detail and not, not like in a campy way. No, well, the one where, lady was drinking new Coke. Yeah, yeah. Well, yeah. they make a whole thing about the new yeah. Coke. Mm -hmm. So, I mean, they, they have a dialogue about that at some point in the season, too. Like, like, dude, how can you drink that stuff? Like, it's the same formula. They've just enhanced it. And they're yeah. like, no. <laughs> <laughs> he's yeah. like, and then he takes a sip. He's like, 
it's like the same yet sweeter. Yeah. <laughs> like, no, dude. So, well, I mean, not... I remember New Coke. I was I was at the tail end or when they brought New Coke back yeah. at a point. But yeah, they brought it back once. Yeah. But the other thing is like in Back to the Future, I think it's they have Crystal Pepsi. Oh uh, yeah, it's yeah, just yeah. clear. Yeah, yeah and that, which you know that didn't last. But uh, I think they brought that back too, not too long ago. I'm sure. I'm sure. Yeah. But yeah, so anyways, I like it. I want to see it. I, want, I can't wait to finish it. Yeah, we'll give it a little bit to yeah. breathe. And then I definitely want to go over like where it ended at. And, yeah, because we definitely um, need that to, We can definitely go a little bit deeper into the whole, get to the actual premise of the show. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and what the heck's going on. So, so just rolling over the show. Yeah. Yeah. No, I agree. I mean, I'm trying to tread lightly, not to like. Right. Makes sense. Spoil anything because it just came out. But next couple weeks we'll go back over yeah. again. Yeah. By, um, by then, if you haven't watched it, shame yeah, on you. Shame on you. We'll save to then and do spoilers. Like we're going to do now with yeah. uh, Spider-Man yeah. Far From Home. So, if you haven't seen Spider-Man Far From Home, this is your warning. Um, yeah. Your one and only warning. We will be going full into spoilers here. So, um, turn this off. Go watch the movie and then come back and listen to it for our official Nerd Force review. Yeah. So, um, we went to go see Spider-Man opening day. Um, definitely. And by the way, lot. I want to make an official thank you to Josh for taking oh, me the boys to see I don't know if you want to thank me or I think pretty much like the disinfectant that you probably had to buy <laughs> from the theater that we went to <laughs> probably cost as much as the, the tickets that I we know bought. My, I, one shoe got stuck on the floor and stayed there. But, um, <laughs> other than that, uh, you know, once uh, once once we sat down and the festivities began, though, I uh, that all was out of the window. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, yeah, they could use definitely they definitely could use um, yeah, some they, basic oh like just I'm thinking maybe just a wipe here. Yeah, just just a Kleenex yeah. or Clorox. Uh, yeah, yeah just, you know, I was thinking about maybe stopping by and dropping off a couple tubs of Clorox wipes. <laughs> That's all they needed. You know, so. yeah, they just need like a once over on their cabinets. So, like the theater wasn't that actually that bad. No, it was like not, everywhere no. else. No, the quality, the video quality, and the sound quality was good. Yeah, the chairs, yeah. even like the chairs were clean. The floor was terrible. Yeah, but the chairs were clean. The yeah. counters were absolutely horrendous. But yeah. anyways, it's a review of the movie, not the theater. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> so, uh, but. Yeah, I mean, uh, so uh, you're welcome, by the way. And I would like to go see it again without the kids um, uh, behind us, like talking through the entire yeah, movie. So they were excited. It was his birthday, yeah. so yeah. So, but um, so, what do you think? Out of uh, um, let's go, let's go the in, in order here and do like some sort of orderly fashion. We'll talk about the the bad first, um, then we'll talk about the good, and then we'll talk about the amazing. Um, and then we will, uh, we'll give kind of a rating and, and top five of the Marvel movies as they sit now. And, uh, and then we can kind of, um, close out on what the end credit scenes mean and what the end credit mm-hmm. scenes were. So, um, I'll start out the, the bad for me. Um, there was, um, there were some dialogue issues within the the first act of the movie. The some of the lines seem forced. Um, I forget who the writer, who the uh, director is on the movie, but um, it almost seemed, yeah, yeah, John Watts, yeah, right, yeah. Watts, yeah. So um, it it almost seemed like he was he was a little set on certain dialogue choices that where he shouldn't have been. 
Um, he should have allowed for some flexibility on some stuff, and he just didn't. Um, and then I've heard a lot of people talk about pacing. I don't necessarily agree that there are issues with pacing. I thought the pacing was okay. Um, there are certain things that you have to have for Spider-Man to like. Well, go back. Really let's work. go back to the dialogue piece. Where did you find some? Some of the things that Ned Leeds said um, early on in the film. Um, I can't pinpoint, like, they weren't huge things. It's just, like, it's, I'm definitely scraping at the bottom of the barrel. Yeah, oh, I know you are. Yeah. But uh, the, I, I, some of the things that Ned Lee said, there were a couple of lines that, that Tom Holland had. Um, and it was just, it was dialogue back and forth. And, like, um, yeah, I mean, it, it was just, it was, a, it was, it was like a brief line here and there. And that yeah. was it. Like, okay. I can't, can't point to anything specific. Yeah. I gotcha. Um, and then, uh, like, if you go and watch it again, you'll you'll pick up on it. But um, now that I've said something, yeah. Um, the, um, yeah, I thought the pacing was good. The uh, the um, I've heard a lot of people though talk about the pacing. I think that that you have to have a certain certain things for for a Spider Man story to work out really well, and you have to kind of bring the thing about spider-man is that that spider-man's a normal person normal geeky nerdy teenage kid right um that was bit by a radioactive spider and if you don't have those normal geeky teenage kid moments in there then it doesn't work for spider-man it's 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 um I it, think that that's where a lot of people had issues with it, with yeah. pacing. But you have to have, like, if, I wouldn't take any of that away, is all I'm saying. No, I, I think that the, these first, these last two Spider-Man movies have been the best yeah. representation yeah. of what Spidey is. It gave that other component, that other side. Before, mm-hmm. I think in the other iterations, you, you, you get this, well, you just kind of like, you, you're you just made to accept it. Yeah. Oh, he's in high school, he's a nerdy guy, gets bit by his body. But you don't really... This takes you a couple levels lower, yeah. which I think is good. I actually appreciate that more. I do, I do. I didn't, I didn't um, like, but like what you said. Now, if I go back and with, you know, again, like I said, I always watch things twice. Once to enjoy it, yep. and then, then I'll watch it from the critical eye. But my first run through on that, I didn't. I I felt some of the dialogue in the earlier, the first act, let's say, um, to be. It didn't bother me because, again, it was like playing out that that character yeah. of Spidey, so I was okay with it. Sometimes I felt maybe it was it could have been whittled down a little bit, you know what I mean? Maybe some of it deleted out, but I don't think it really. It didn't. It didn't hurt having it, and it wouldn't hurt not having it. You know what I mean? Yeah. But I think that we could have definitely got the emotions, and they could have conveyed what how you they wanted you to feel and think about Spidey's mindset at that time. You know, with you know where his situation was with you know his feelings with MJ and all that stuff, and I think that was that was important. And I think the the dynamics that he has with his mom too, or his, or not his mom, his aunt, yeah, not his mom, um, were, were good. I didn't think those those were overblown too much, but um, but yeah. So I, I mean, I could see to a degree. I think when I watched the second go around, I may pick up on what you're saying. But it didn't. It didn't resonate or bother me. Yeah, I think that was one of the scenes too, like the the behind the scenes scene, to where they have like whenever Spotty goes back, or Peter goes back and has the conversation with Aunt May. I think there were like there was like one line in there too mm-hmm. that 
that just struck me as like being forced almost. It didn't sound natural. Right. Okay. But yeah. Um, anything else that you noticed that was on the, negative on the, on the bad on the side? Bad side? Um, the, uh, the one thing that kind of got on my nerves was the, um, <laughs> it was just too much of them. It was the, uh, teacher, not JB smooth. JB smooth was fine. The black guy. Yeah. The black guy. Yeah, was he fantastic. was awesome. He was great. Yeah, yeah. You could have used a little bit less. Of I could have used a little bit less of yeah. the other teacher and I forget yeah, his the name. debate club teacher. Yeah. Him. Yeah, yeah. There was sometimes it was like just a little, I don't know, just. You know, yeah, when I think about stuff much. that could have been cut out, yeah, yeah, some yeah. of his stuff could the have been cut out. The tropes that he did about his wife, yeah, like stuff of, like yeah. that. I mean, like yeah. I, like that, that, yeah. him knocking up on the door. Um, right. Now, I mean, that bit was funny, but like he yeah. didn't need to go into like the whole thing. Like yeah. just checking in on your boys and like da da da. Yeah, it just it didn't kind have of, to like, you mm-hmm. know, it didn't have to be like, well, yeah. you know, today was, and I was, I was thinking of um, Dita. She's not going to listen, but I was thinking yeah. like, <laughs> You know, boys, today <laughs> was very traumatic. I, I just wanted to, to see if you guys were okay. So. And just so you know, Dita is my kid's grandmother. Yeah. So, <laughs> and that's what she does. She follows my kids around the house and checks on them 24-7. And if they're out of her sight for more than 20 minutes, she has to meander in and, and do the grandma, what you doing? Um, oh, you playing the video games? What are you playing? Like she knows, you know. <laughs> She's a sweet lady. And a Very lady. dear. Loves her grandchildren. Loves everybody. She's a great lady. But uh, that's what grandmas do. So, but anyways, I kind of felt like there were some of the, And again, when we're talking about this, I mean, I, I, and to be honest, I'm reaching for bad. I'm really yeah. reaching for bad. So, I mean, this isn't something that, that at all bothered me in the, or just made them unenjoyable or anything. I just felt that that's one area that could have been maybe... Just yeah. tune down just a touch. That's yeah, all. I mean, I don't think anything took away from the movie at all. No, but if I had to say bad, that's the one thing that kind of just got me a little bit. Yeah. yeah. So, <clears throat> I think that's it for the bad. I think we're we're definitely scraping for that. Yeah. But <clears throat> the good stuff in it, and um, you know, like like we said, we're working on to the amazing stuff too. I've definitely got some reservations for the amazing stuff, but. The good stuff is Jake Gyllenhaal by yeah, far. Very good. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. He yeah. is. He, we we talked a little bit about this one in a previous episode, but we we do these things to like before the the podcast. And we'll probably do one shortly upcoming. Um, probably on the Fantastic Four. I want to kind of do one on on who would cast in each each different place. Um, but I um, the we we talk about casting for for certain characters and and uh Mysterio was one that we really didn't go to but it would be kind of hard to do mm-hmm. on Mysterio but Jake Gyllenhaal does it perfectly. Oh, he does. He does. Yeah. So um he's definitely one of one of my more favorable parts about the movie and Mysterio is my favorite supervillain of all time. And um he uh um, he executes him perfectly. Yeah. Um, plays both sides. It's very deceiving, very charming. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. They didn't follow the storyline um, as much as they did in the comics, which is fine. Um, mm-hmm. well, I mean, the storyline works yeah, out I mean, well, different too. Different approach, which I thought was interesting. 
Yeah, it was definitely yeah. interesting. I, I didn't, I didn't dislike their interpretation. No, there was, I mean, there were points like in the movie, um, especially like in the second act, before Mysterio kind of unmasked himself. That's where I was thinking, like, maybe they're gonna do Mysterio as like a good guy and like yeah. have him come yeah. in and like be the yeah. bad guy in the second yeah. thing. Right. And that's one but, thing I thought that was interesting too. Is I'm watching it, and again, I don't, I didn't read Spidey, obviously not as much as you, you know much more about Mysterio than I do. But I knew that, obviously I knew he was a villain. And I'm thinking, well, well, as I'm watching this, it's like, okay, well, are we turning here at some point yeah. or not? Oh, yeah. Not knowing. And again, if you weren't a comic book reader, you're watching that movie and you're like, oh my goodness, what's yeah. going on? Yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? I think it would always be more shocking to you. Yeah. Because <laughs> I kept waiting for it to happen. Yeah. And it went a good, I mean, you're halfway through the movie before it really resonates mm-hmm. and it happens. So. Yeah. I mean, like right before he turned, like I wanted him to like just stay good. Like, so we yeah. just see more of Jake Gyllenhaal as Mysterio throughout it. I mean, I'm sure we will at some point. Yeah. Um, but uh, we, uh, yeah, it's, he was amazing in it. Um, he was well, he was really, really good. You want to go ahead and just share what the distinction between the two are? I mean, it's. Yeah, sure. So those of you that haven't read Spider-Man or don't know much about Spider-Man is, um, Quentin Beck was a, um, was a special effects artist um, in the original Spider-Man movies. He worked on movies, um, or Spider-Man comics. He worked on movies, and something. One of the the effects that he used was was had a chemical in it. Um, this chemical caused Quentin Beck to have cancer, and so Quentin Beck kind of turns into like the Walter White of um, of mm-hmm. the Spider-Man universe, and he's trying to gain enough publicity and enough um, money to his cancer treated and to get um his uh to to live um and so he goes to he dresses up as spider-man um he gets suction cups places them on the hands and feet um designs like a web a lot like peter parker does swings into a bank robs the bank films the entire thing or takes pictures of the thing gives them to jj jameson and um he he tells JJ that that hey I've got proof uh, Spider-Man's bad, and so he gives proof to JJ that Spider-Man's bad. Everybody believes it. He comes out as Mysterio. Mysterio um, defeats this version of Spider-Man, um, and then uh, he creates himself as the good guy, and and then mm-hmm. continues or continues to fight Spider-Man after you know kicking his butt the, the first time. And uh, in the setup that he had, so, um, but you know, definitely practical effects. Nothing really astonishing about Mysterio, other than his intellect, yeah, and the the way that he's able to deceive people. Um, they definitely tied that stuff in very, yeah. very well. Um, but the 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 turn that they took and kind of connecting it in the way that they needed to with the MCU and with Stark and yeah, um, Stark Enterprises or Industries and stuff like that. Um, works very very well in the MCU, and I don't think that it would work. It would have worked as well if you would have taken the original storyline. So, no, no. I, don't I think it probably would have added a little something to the character if you would have given him the cancer element, and like he has nothing to live for, you know. Or, or, or so they basically took away the cancer element and took away his career. Yeah. In, in the in the movie, so yeah. that's what he worked for Tony Stark. Tony Stark yeah. fires him. Yeah. 
And so now he's he's got he's a yeah. man with nothing to lose, mm-hmm. but for a different reason. Yeah. For so I mean that reason. works. Yeah. So there's there's parallels, of course. Yeah. And uh, I guess he's responsible for creating what Tony called Barf, which was the yeah. alternate reality thing that he does in the one movie with his family. Yeah, yeah. It's a uh, it's a or if it, or a uh, augmented reality device. Yeah, yeah. Whatever it is. Yeah. So he he I guess he created that, or he created a version of it that then Tony took revamped it and made it into that well it was the same version that we we saw within civil war well i mean no his creation was x Tony yeah, took and x, took x it, and, then and made it, it into yeah. that and 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 then i guess he got, i don't know i, I don't remember <laughs> well, why he got fired clinton back re redid it and made it into what we saw within spider-man far from home but yeah 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 so but anyways i thought that was an interesting thing and then they they did some interesting little cutbacks to the old movies, mm-hmm. too, where they showed him. They, and then they added Jake Gyllenhaal into it. Yeah, and they, which yeah. was kind of cool. Kind of cool. Yeah. yeah. What would be really cool now is if you go back. I was going to do it. Into Civil War and then see if Jake Gyllenhaal's like. Do you think that's there? Oh, dude, that would be so amazing, but I don't think it's going to. I, don't I, think, I it, think we would have already seen it. No, but it would be great if, yeah. if that was the case. Yeah. If they would have just had him like. Like on contract for like that long yeah and just like had it waiting but i mean that'd be smart he's i mean uh um it would be kevin feige is like the kind of guy that would like yeah but we all that far out yeah but we would have that already we would have seen that on the board somewhere yeah we've we've already seen that on the internet somewhere yeah it would have already been out so but and then they did the same thing with the other guy that was running the boards for him too yeah which was the actual actor and yeah. he was uh, he was in the first Iron yeah. Man, so that one was kind of cool. Uh-huh. So having the actual actor in there, but um, or the original actor. So what he does too in this version is he takes, um, well, basic. Well, you can tell it, Josh. You probably tell it better than I would. I don't want to ruin it. I messed it up. But I mean, it's go ahead. Yeah, I mean, so I mean, he takes the the barf technology, um, and then then. Couples that with the mainframe that Tony builds um, specifically for Peter um, within Edith. Yeah, Edith within um, within like it's five year the five year time plan or, yeah. or sometime it's presumed sometime after um, he's he, they've concocted the plan of going um, back and and getting all the Infinity Stones because based upon the name even you know. Even in death, I'm yeah. the hero. So, Even in death, yeah. Um, it's uh, with those two coupled together, he's able to go and take the drones, and then fully concoct this thing to where he's able to fool everybody and make this big spectacle. I mean, he's using the drones before, but um, now he's able to use the drones and then hack into everything else. And yeah, he has a whole team. Yeah, has people an entire team of that are just it's like Stark it, employees. It's uh, like a, disgruntled um, employees. Yeah, it's like a movie set. Yeah, he's created. He's got people yeah. doing the sonic booms and the all that other type of stuff that's going on. So it's basically a big show mm-hmm. that he's putting on. So yeah, so definitely works out. Yeah. Um, and the, what they did, I want to I want to come back to more with Mysterio okay. in a little bit, but. Um, the other good stuff that I had was um, was um, Tom uh, um, Tom Holland. Holland, thank you. Uh, I kept on wanting to say Hild Hildson, um, but I knew that wasn't <laughs> right. Um, so yeah, Tom Holland um, 
by far my favorite Spider-Man so far. And, yeah. I mean, I think that he captures. You know, we we've had good we've, ones. They've all we've been had good. good ones, and it's kind of the the Batman conversation too, right? Um, we, we've yeah. we've had this before too with everybody. Everybody that they've cast as either Spider-Man or Batman or Batman or Spider-Man up until this point has captured one side of the the character really well. They've either captured Batman or Bruce Wayne really well, or Spider-Man or um, Peter Parker really well. And I think with with Sam Raimi's um, films and um, uh, what's his name uh, from Sam Raimi's, um, yeah, yeah. But him, yeah. Anyways, um, Toby, Toby McGuire, yeah, thank you. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, Toby McGuire captured the Peter Parker element really well, but he didn't really give that that confidence that Peter has once they puts on the suit, the suit, right? And the the quipping and things like that weren't really in the film um and then you know just that arrogance that that peter has whenever he puts on the suit some point of arrogance yeah but the peter party he did, did really well and then the guy that they had after um tim mcguire um and i'm blanking on his name too um and somebody's yelling at their car radio but anyways they he did he played um spider-man really well and he had the confidence but then he that confidence kind of brought over to peter parker's character mm-hmm and that didn't play. That doesn't play well for Peter Parker. Right. So, right. you know, you can't. You you have to have both in there. And I think that Tom Holland does that the both really really well because he plays an angsty, um, nervous, um, socially awkward teen really well, and then he plays the 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 kid that that same kid that's trying to be funny, and that's a little arrogant and a lot more confident behind a mask mm-hmm. and he's able to tone that confidence back for peter parker but then he's able to yeah. ramp it up i think another another little twist to that though mm-hmm. is you still you get the confidence when he puts the spidey suit on yeah but you still feel yeah you still feel piece. yeah it's you definitely feel that with the other spiders yeah. but you do feel it with him yeah and it's it, like and the it comes out with sometimes with his, his body language sometimes with what he says but it definitely it does, and I agree with you 100% on that. Yeah, the perfect, the perfect example of that is remember he had the uh, the scene with the Prowler with um, Donald Glover's character within the first one. Yeah. Um, to where he does like the the, the interrogation mode, and then oh, yeah. he's like, he's like, look, lady, and he's like, I'm not a lady. Yeah. <laughs> then he does like the whole bit with him, and like, yeah. like you, yeah. like. Like he's definitely confident, but that doesn't yeah. take away from like the social awkward part of Peter well, Parker. Even the other one too, it's like, um, and he says, "I'm Doctor Strange." He goes, "Oh, so we're using yeah. our, our fake, fake names." names. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, exactly stuff it, like it, that. It's like it's like the learning curve of a superhero, yeah. and yeah. you're seeing it, and and and, it, and he's done a real. I think he's done that is really that says a lot because I mean the guy's done his due diligence. Yeah, that's great. Like. Um, whenever you talk about the actors and stuff, because they're they're like Tom Holland's actually a pretty like pretty mature kid for his age. How old is he? He's 22, 23 well, he now. He looks like he's sixteen. Yeah, so um, and he looks it, but and the, the other cast members are around that age too. But um, they like they when they're on when they're at um, a location, whenever they're you know getting ready to film or filming or like at location, they 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 encourage them to go do kid-like activities to like get into that mind key oh, and yeah. stay in that mindset 
so that dude that just must be a blast like oh, yeah know, like oh, in alabama yeah. like going to the fair and like going eating eating like ice cream until you throw up although yeah. i'm sure that there's some limitations the on that. yeah hitting the arcade stuff like that so um yeah so i mean that tom holland is is by far like i mean you can't do this version of spider-man without tom holland no. I mean, he's definitely concrete without the position i don't think it would work with somebody else i don't i do not think it would work mm-hmm. And I think that um, what I like, too, is the support structure that Happy brings to him, too. Yes. Yeah, I really do. I mean, Tony had the mentoring kind of, this is who I'm looking up to person. But then Happy's kind of like, I don't want to say like the mom in the situation. But you know what I mean? He's like, Yeah, well, I mean, Tony Tony brought like this, the whole like ward guardian. Yeah. Like type of mentality, like, like, like with what you get with Batman and Robin. Yeah. But then Happy brings a little bit more emotion into it, and like yeah. somebody that's a little like, more Alfred. Yeah, like somebody it. that's more like a stepdad. Yeah, um, type of thing, and like like he cares about him, but yeah, he's he's you know bringing it in from like a uh, you know not trying to get like too terribly close to him, trying to like have boundaries, but yeah. at the same time like like we're truly being there for the for well for, what you just said brings up the other dynamic of this movie though, right? Yeah, yeah. No, had, like him and Aunt May. Aunt May, yeah. So and I think those scenes were funny. Yeah. I, I mean as campy as they were, I, I liked them. I thought it was cool. And it's yeah. funny to see Happy kind of in that uncomfortable scenario, you know. Did you see the scene where like he sits down happy in Aunt May? Was that yeah. okay, I couldn't remember if that was part of the post credit yeah. scene. No, no, that was in the, that was in it. And he's like, we have to have a talk. Yeah, we have to have a talk. Mm-hmm. So what are you goes, Well we're dating. Well I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> what? Yeah. <So> what? <laughs> and yeah, you see his vulnerabilities too. Yeah. So, so but uh yeah, that's cool. Yeah, I mean John Favreau is just one of those guys again like you know, we we've got a bunch of these guys that we just like adore and John Favreau is definitely, definitely up there. Yeah, if you haven't seen his show, um, the Chef show on Netflix, fantastic. Like, definitely get that a watch because that's just John Favreau being John Favreau, mm-hmm. and that bleeds into like the characters that he plays, and you can kind of see some of himself and Happy. Yeah, like he definitely plays a character, but like there's definitely some elements yeah. of John Favreau and yeah, that's what makes it believable. Yeah. So, um. What else was good? What else that like really hits the part that's not like doesn't fall into the amazing category, but you know. I think the ride. I think the ride as a whole was good. Yeah. I think I liked. I liked the traveling overseas portion. I thought that was interesting. Yeah, and cool. I I kind of missed having Spider Man in his element. Yeah. But then you know again like this the story is that Spider Man's growing within the 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 recognition of um shield and and the avengers and that he's he's having to step out of the neighborhood spider-man like type of role so it's definitely the step that it needs to take as far as taking on international and then um and then having like you know this bigger threat that's not necessarily just isolated to queens or new york they they kept making that parallel is this avenger threat or is this a threat well yeah. yeah Yeah, and and so. he's an Avenger. Like he, he needs yeah. to take care of those Avenger level threats too. And that's that's yeah. kind of he was taking love. Like that was that was the whole thing about the the first one was that that Tony didn't recognize uh, the Vulture as being an Avengers level threat, and so he wasn't. He he kind of um, he told you know Peter like you're not quite ready for this, but 
I'm not going to send anybody else this way except for like, you know, DHS or DA or whoever you call yeah. it. Um, and um, he, he kind of like shoot it off. But then once they took care of that threat, the natural progression is for him to take an Avengers level threat. And then right. after that, take on more unique threat or, or sinister yeah. six or things like that. Bigger. Yeah. Which I do want to talk about at yeah. some point. Okay. Anything else? As far as I mean, no. I I I thought the pacing was good. I wasn't bored. I I was entertained. No. I actually what I what I really liked about it, it was almost like a, a palate cleanser in a way. Yeah. From Avengers. From Endgame. Yeah. Yeah, because it was like, it, it's just a good story for one, and like you have the different. You, like again, you have the two components we just talked about throughout the entire movie, which are great. And a lot of a lot of the you know Peter components were earlier up, and then the spider was at the end. But I think the uh, the structure of it, and it was refreshing, it was entertaining. I could definitely see where this is going to be, obviously, um, you know, bigger hit too with that younger audience. You know, mm-hmm. I think they can relate a lot to this as well too. Um, I just thought the pacing was good. I thought it was refreshing, and it was a nice change. Still had all the cool gadgets, had all the cool stuff, you know what I mean? Had all the cool overtones and all the stuff that you've learned watching all the rest of the MCU was all in this, you know? And so I thought that, I, I liked that. It was a nice change rather than just going in and having, you know, threats here, let's just go do it. Yeah. You know what I mean? And have the little minor battles, get up to the big battle yeah. type thing. So I liked that. I thought it was a nice change. And again, it speaks to the this series, this movie series. Mm-hmm. That's how they're handling it. And I think it's a, a positive thing because, again, you're still able to pull that other piece back in. So. Yeah. Um, the amazing for me has to be um, Mysterio himself, the way that they did Mysterio. Yeah. Um, and you know, I'm I'm a little bit biased towards the character. However, the way that they did him, if you take if you take Arkham, the Arkham series of games, and the way that they do Scarecrow and those Arkham cities series of games, yeah. If they bring that over to the silver screen for either Scarecrow or in this case Mysterio works perfect for the character yeah. and they did exactly that yeah so you know we have we have a very dark very cerebral very trippy um uh encounters with the villain and is exactly how it plays out in the comics and the early cartoons and things like that so couldn't have done it any better yeah match the character exactly how they they the character was meant to be played yeah represented represented yeah Yeah. adapted yeah so yeah and i I have to take your word for that and i I don't disagree i just didn't i just never read that much of it Mm -hmm. so you're definitely the expert on that far beyond i am but i mean i know enough to say that i can agree with you Mm -hmm. absolutely i think that's uh that was uh, smart very smart on their part very smart i think other amazing pieces were just I, I thought it was interesting how they um, integrated Edith into, you know, the control of Edith to be able to get his plan yeah. together and to be able to build these creatures that he was, you know, doing mm-hmm. and all that other type of stuff. And obviously the first one, the first creature he did was out in the middle of nowhere where he didn't need Edith, 
Yeah. You know, because it was in the middle of a desert. Yeah. You know, so it was kind of like that was the first threat where he could have, it was more yeah, of a controlled Isolated areas. Exactly. Yeah. So, so they even paid attention to that. Yeah. Because and then the it, second one, it was, it was a little bit of a ramp up, but it was he, still very isolated. Yeah. Very yeah. protected. So they actually put some thought into that. You know, yeah. it wasn't just like, you know, the, but the last ones were obviously much grander. Yeah. I mean, the, no, the was, Venice uh, hydro scene, or what are they calling that? Hydro? Hydro Man. Is yeah. Hydro they're, Man? They're, they're officially naming it Sandman, Hydro Man, <laughs> Molten okay. Man. So. Okay. So the hydro scene, I mean, those are just, those are great. I mean, those are really cool. And did you notice the name of the hotel, too? No. It's, um, I don't know, I forget the guy's name, but he's one of the guys, one of the, um, Guys it wasn't like on Ditko Hotel or anything like that? No, it was uh, D- not Martini. It was that's the guitarist for Rat. That's not it. Um, <laughs> um, Damaso. Or, uh, oh. Uh, yeah. You know what I'm talking about. Jeez. Yeah. Anyways, that was, the, that was the name of the hotel. So um, there's a couple little, little snippets in there. Like the other one when he was packing up his suitcase, too. Um, did you see the, like, the initials on the suitcase? They were, they were, yeah, yeah, uh, ben, yeah, uh, ben. it was his, it was his uncle, yeah, ben. yeah, Ben, Ben Franklin, um, Parker, yeah, BFP, yeah, and then they had the, uh, the light switch was taped up and said, don't turn the lights off, yeah, a little, <laughs> little homage back to the other Spider Man show. So there were, there were, there were a lot of those little things in there. I didn't catch them all, but those ones I did pick up on. Um, but anyways, those, those were neat that they did, they did. And I'm sure that if you go out and look, there's probably tons of them, but. Yeah, I mean, I'm pulling them up now just to, just to get the one. Um, but the hydro scene, the way they did that in Venice too, and it was just, it was cool. It was really, it was really good. I mean, it was. Um, it's just amazing what they can do nowadays. It's so, it's just so engaging. It was so like you were there. I mean, it was happening. Uh-huh. And uh, and the other thing too is the way they kind of teased you, and you know. Parker didn't take his suit with him either. Well, his aunt packed him. Aunt for packed him. him. Yeah, they cut that. The what we saw in the previews out, oh, which is fine. Uh, uh, Demetrius, Demetrius. Dem, uh, yeah, I can't. Yeah. Remember. Hotel Demetrius. Yeah, that's um, the guy's name. Yeah. MJ or JM Demetrius. Yeah. Demetrius. Demetrius. Yeah. Yeah. Now look him up. Anyways, he's got. He's been doing comics forever. So. Yeah, he was the he wrote Craven's Last Hunt, which is huge. That's oh, that's what it is. That's right. Yeah, yeah huge, Craven. Yeah, um, Spidey comic. Oh, the, oh yeah, yeah. I do know Craven a little bit. Yeah, he's yeah. the uh, big game hunter guy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. So, <clears throat> but um, yeah, I mean, just fantastic movie. Yeah. So I mean, and then you get to the to me the. The uh, were you ready to move on to the fantastic stuff? Because yeah, I mean, this is an amazing. Yeah, yeah I mean, this is, we're in the amazing, amazing category, fantastic. anyways. At this point, yeah, just this the the battle sequences mm-hmm. were fantastic. I mean, it just the way that they had Spidey. I mean, literally, they're moving were, and oh, like just, oh yeah, it was the scene where he like runs up the wall and then the explosion happens and he does like the backflip. Yeah. Dude, like just yeah. the acrobats of like Spider-Man, like right there. Oh yeah, and then the uh, just basically so these creatures or creatures these yeah the creatures are created out of in a giant assembly of Tony Stark drones, 
And these mm-hmm. drones have cameras on them that are projecting Project, these images yeah. that have been programmed by Mysterio. Mm-hmm. So these creatures that these people are seeing don't really exist. They're just visual images. And all the activity of the breaking of the bridges and the buildings getting crushed, that's all the other effects that his team has put together that time it, and it's all sequential. Sequential. So when yeah. he, like the, the guy, the, anim, the, the, um, the hologram... Swings mm-hmm. yeah, yeah. the timing, then the person hits the button, and boom, the wall goes out. Yeah. So it looks like the thing's hitting it. And uh, so, but these, the way Spidey fought all those, all those drones mm-hmm. at one time, and every time, like he would take out like fifty of them, and then there'd be another hundred. Yeah. You know what I mean? It was like it was like never ending. But he kept doing these different type of attacks oh, to that, remove as many as you possibly. That could. part too, like the the yeah. parts like. We've never seen in the the silver screen. We've seen it I plenty of times. Talk about, yeah. In the the movies, or not in the movie, in the cartoon and the the comic books, to where Spidey's just been like, like taking out like um whether it's silver sable drones or police drones or or police like something that's been flying out, whether it's rockets or whatever. The closest thing that we got to it was Amazing Spider-Man two, um in the in the TV series. Uh, however, it's um. Or, or in the the silver screen. However, this was this was straight from the the the, the yeah. page, like having him, you know, go and, and and just destroy like as many robots as you can throw at them. Yeah. In this and, case, and I really I liked when he uh, put together the little shield. Yeah. And the, <laughs> he took he took the tower or the bridge of London. Yeah. The plaque, had a little shield, yeah. and then had the. Uh, what was the other piece he was carrying? I can't remember. Uh, it was the it was part of uh, one of the um, guns or something, but he had like, rigged it rigged it up to where it would like it was basically a, just a bomb. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. yeah, and like that type of stuff, and yeah. then like like the fact that like his web shooters ran out, like has never happened in yeah. a Spider-Man movie, and it always happened in the yeah. comics, like. Every single major issue, his yeah. his web shooters burn out. Mm-hmm. Like, why haven't you done that yet? And they did it, and it makes sense, and that should yeah. happen. Like, it puts Spider-Man at disadvantage because he's a huge, like, a, 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 one of the strongest Marvel um, characters out there. Mm-hmm. So, you know, you need to, like, at some point put him at a disadvantage. Well, my son Grayson, who gave us that nice list last time, <laughs> he said one thing he said, he goes, it was webby. There's a lot of webs. Yeah. <laughs> I'm like, yeah, Spider-Man. Yeah. We're, we're <laughs> and he ran out, so I guess yeah. it, it was it made a point. So yeah, we're getting into the uh, the car, and he's like, he's like, do you think they'll do you think he'll swing from a web this time? Yeah. I'm like, I'm like, oh, I don't know. You got like a 50-50 chance. Yeah. <laughs> I'm pretty sure that he, he. I'm betting he'll probably fight a bad guy too. <laughs> yeah, maybe. Yeah, maybe. maybe if we're lucky. Yeah. But I think one thing that um, you can probably talk more about and how it relates to the comic, though, were these those other those other scenes when he had when Peter hadn't figured it out yet, and he was yeah, going through the, the holograms, naive. yeah, the I mean, hologram it, scenes and stuff like that. Yeah, I mean, I, just, hologram might not be the right word. I'm not sure what. No, the, yeah, you're, you're, that's right. No, I mean, it's just um, it's it's the the natural character of spot of Peter Parker because he wants to be he he's got this this hopeful outlook on humanity it's and naive. society. And he's naive to a point, but 
I mean, just, naive in the sense of that's if yeah. you're that age. Yeah, you, yeah. You, then you're going to be sense, naive. And that's yeah. what we just talked yeah, about. You're not you're not jaded. Right. Yeah. By certain things, and and that's that's Peter Parker's character, and then but on the other side, you've got the scientist within Peter Parker that 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 sees these things and starts to piece things together and then builds the things like the bomb they slings at yeah. Mysterio or the, the drones and the, um, uh, you know, puts his own suit together, which they finally did. Um, oh dude, by the way, that's super cool though. Yeah. So when he's on the jet with happy yeah. and he, and he gets back to building his own yeah. suit and passing taking... the court torch of sand oh, sorts. Cause oh, yeah. I mean the, the black and cause yeah. him setting up happy, setting up the music. Like it takes you exactly back to that, first Iron Man film to where yep. he's sitting there yeah. listening to the back in black yeah. and building up the oh, first Iron, Iron Man I think suits. Iron Man 2 basically ACDC did the soundtrack. Soundtrack. Well, yeah, yeah. The first Iron Man. Yeah, yeah. well, I mean, ACDC is Tony's favorite band. Yeah. So, um, and it was, that was a funny line, though. Yeah. Oh, I, mean, I love Led Zeppelin. I love it. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> That's funny. But, though, just when he was back there doing, and again... You know, I'll watch it again critically. I'd love to see the blueprint or the the, the components that were coming up and what he was taking yeah. from what. So they he, had the original yeah. spot, the the original Iron Spider suit from yes. the comics. Yeah. In there, and then they had. Um, uh, I didn't see anything like. I mean, they had the ones that they've had in the the um, in the movies so Avengers, far. But they I think, had, yeah, the, yeah, with MK suit. And yeah. The, I think that was like the only thing that, that. But when he was breaking down the web shooters and he was spinning the web shooter mm-hmm. wheel around and taking this component from this one, I'd be interested to see where where those you know where those came from too. Yeah. Which I'm sure they were all relevant. Yeah, no, I'm sure that somebody's. I'm not going to break it down, but I'm sure yeah. somebody's breaking it down. Oh, I'm sure they have online. too. But the suit's super cool though. I mean, yeah, yeah. And even yeah. again, what I loved about it too was Night Monkey. <laughs> yeah, that was great. <laughs> that was funny, man. Love that. Yeah. So, anyways, Night Monkey is, he gets a suit uh, given to him by uh, S.H.I.E.L.D. And uh, he didn't want to be Spider-Man because all of his uh, friends would know it was him because every time they go on a trip, he always disappears. So he couldn't be Spider-Man. So they gave him this black suit, which basically was Spider-Man. It was was kind of like the Captain America or Winter Soldier suit. Yeah. Sort of. Yeah, kind of. But yeah, so anyways, it, it, but so they, uh, the the news picked him up and started calling him uh, Night Monkey because yeah. of uh, Ned Leeds. Ned, yeah, yeah, was trying to cover for him, and that's yeah. the best he could come up with. Yeah, Night so, Monkey. Yeah. yeah, yeah, which was great. That and the uh, the Peter Tingle. The Peter Tingle. Played. Oh, that yeah. that was played throughout to the Peter yeah. Tingle. Yeah. That would be the Spidey sense. Yeah, one thing that I'm I'm very curious to see going forward um, beyond like the stuff revealed in the post credit scenes. Um, it seems like they're they've almost built out a Sinister Six. They're missing maybe like one component. I think we'll get it in the next movie, but I think we'll get the Sinister Six in the next movie too. Um, well, but who who else in the Sinister Six? In the original Sinister Six, we've got um, the Chameleon. Okay. Um, we've got Mysterio. We've got um, Scorpion. Okay. We've got uh, the. Um, the Vulture, we've got Norman Osborn, and then we've got um, the uh, uh, Craven the Hunter, I think, was the last one. Okay. Um, if I'm not mistaken. But 
without Craven the Hunter, um, we could have something else. Yeah. So, but we, we, we either need like Norman Osborn or a, a Doc Ock or something along that caliper. And then we've got four of the other, we've got the chameleon already. Um, with another Easter egg that was within the Spider-Man movie, but the 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 guy that's run, driving the bus around, yeah, um, is the chameleon. Yeah, but is they were? I also saw that that could have possibly been Craven or Craven's brother. It is Craven's brother. The chameleon Craven, is Craven's is, brother. Okay, I wasn't sure. Yeah. Again, not my wheelhouse, but yeah. Okay. So um, we've got the chameleon Dimitri. already. Yeah, Dimitri. Um, we've got um, the we've got. Um, Mysterio, obviously. We've got uh, the Scorpion. We've got the Vulture. And then we need two more. Which, if they're going at a pace of, like, two major villains. Yeah. Not necessarily, like... But you can introduce those and then end on... Sure. The Sinister Six. Yeah, that's cool. I think you could have, you know, the... You could have a major villain... Um, and somebody else be, well, Shocker too is a major one okay. that we've got within the... So it's the, kind of the guys that were in the video game for the most yeah, part. Yeah, well, I mean, he wasn't in the original, um, Sinister Six, but we do have him, so uh, he can oh, use him. Oh, I see what you're saying, I see what you're saying, okay. Yeah, so, um, you know, if you use him and then use either Norman Osborn or Doc Ock... Yeah. ...then there you go. Right. Bob's your okay. uncle. There you go. You got it. So, um, yeah, I think they'll probably go towards Norman Osborn. Especially if the if they're at a contract point with Sony right now, if they're able to sign a contract using more of Sony's characters like Norman yeah. Osborn. Who and I wonder who owns Craven. Sony. Sony does too. Yeah. yeah. Uh, so they've been talking Sony about Craven. All maybe. of the Spider Man uh, Spider-Man, catalog. Um yeah, they've got I forget the exact number, but it's like it's over it's like a hundred and fifty or hundred and sixty. Uh, yeah, they got them all some odd characters. Yeah. So okay. they like major characters. So mm-hmm. um they but yeah, um I don't know that they'll necessarily bring over Craven into the Marvel MCU because he's not that big of a character, but somebody like Norman but Osborne. The story, the sto- I mean, if I remember the story with Craven yeah, and Spider-Man was, was big. a big, yeah. big story. Yeah, but Craven, other was than... Called. Was it called The Big Hunt or something? Or Yeah, Craven's... Um, didn't read it, but... Yeah, I don't um, remember. I just said it, like, not so long ago. I just don't, don't remember the exact name of it. Yeah. But, anyways, beyond, like, Spider-Man, he just wasn't... Like, Spider-Man, he, he showed up in other places, like um, uh, Black Panther at points, but... It just wasn't... Which, that would make sense. Yeah. But it just... It wasn't the... Um, the the big... Uh, <clears throat> I get what you're saying. No, I understand. So, um, yeah. I, I'll be interested to see how... I think Sony's obviously been wanting to move towards the Sinister Six. They were trying to deal with that with the last Spider-Man series. They've got their chance to now. Um, I wouldn't be surprised at all if they jump into that with the next one i think they've got the 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 baseline to be able to build that out well now and yeah. uh with marvel you know kind of at the helm and, and have providing the, the talent um i think they definitely can do that so yeah um the post cred scene so we uh, i wanted to close on this and um there's good reason why because this 
creates questions as to where Spider-Man's going in the future um, and then where the the MCU is going as a whole mm-hmm. within the future. So there's a mid-cred scene, there's a post-cred scene. The mid-cred scene was leaked online early and I'd seen it, um, but I wasn't sure that was legitimate. Uh, the um, Spider-Man goes and has MJ um, swinging through the city um, as a date, drops her off, um, and then on at Times Square, they're playing the news, um, and it's about Spider-Man. And Mysterio um, had filmed a um, a portion of the the fight between him and Spider-Man, and had altered the the when we talked just like a couple weeks ago about deep fakes yeah. too, and this is a great example. So he used deep fake but technology. But they also they also foreshadowed that in the show. In the, or in the movie, they foreshadowed that when yeah he said people want to people mm-hmm. will um will will believe what I want them to believe or will Something see like what I want point, them yeah. to see yeah so and plays directly into the comics too because yeah. we talked about him going to JJ and dropping that off right yeah so this is exact straight from the page mm-hmm. um, but he goes to um, JJ um, and drops off this footage of him. You know, as making Spider-Man to be out the bad guy and altering this footage, deep faking this footage to to make Spider-Man look like the bad guy, and um, JJ is uh, played by J.K. Simmons. Oh, hold on. Can yes. Time. Yeah. Dude, glue, glue, solid. Could you? There is nobody no else, else could who do plays this that character ever. as well. Yeah. No, I don't care. And this what... is one of the things like. Marvel has recasted every single character. They can't do him except for him. They will He's not. the only character that they have not recasted. And I don't from any previous. He is him. That yeah. is him. That he. Oh, so I mean, he is again. We I, I say this all the time. Solid gold, rock ma. He's the bad. He really, truly, yeah. truly is. He's and that even, character. Even though his screen time may not be massive, it's so meaningful. Well, it's six. I mean, it's, you it's, you it's go. It's powerful, and it, it's to the yeah. point where, like, you say J.J. Jameson, yep, or J. Jonah Jameson, mm-hmm. and you picture in your mind mm-hmm. two. P- you either picture the cartoons from the nineties, yeah. uh-huh. or you picture J.K. Simmons, which they look almost identical. Almost identical. Yeah. Yes. Yep. So, no, I, you can't. It, yeah, yeah underrepresented perfectly. And I, I spoiled it for myself early on, and I read it online. Um, but couldn't resist. Could couldn't. You? Well, I didn't know that it was actually. I okay, whatever. But yeah, legitimately, like I was still giddy about it. Mm-hmm. So it's um, that's that's gonna be. I don't know how it's gonna play with with Spider-Man though. So I mean, it's it's gonna be interesting to see how they do. Um, definitely a lot different pretense of as far as how they. Um, revealed Spider-Man's identity within the comic books. On the comic books, it was part of the Soviet, uh, not the Soviet Accords. What the, it was part of the, um, the, um, the incident with Civil War. I forget exactly what they called it, but um, it, the same thing that they played the Soviet Accords out to be. But it was it was um, Spidey coming off on stage with um, with Tony Stark, and then on. Um, or pulling off his mask to reveal that he's Peter Parker, mm-hmm. much older Peter Parker at the time, was working for Stark Industries. So, um, 
much different scenario now, and this has much bigger ramifications, um, especially now that he's been made out to be uh, less than um, less than uh, integri- integrable. Yeah, his so integrity is his in question. His integrity yes. is in question, thank you. Then tatters right now. Yeah, so um, <clears throat> it's... Uh, I don't know, man. I, I'm I am clueless as to where they're gonna go off. I think that, I mean, obviously, I think that Mysterio is gonna come back. I think that Mysterio may play a big part, but I think Mysterio will probably team up with somebody else. Um, I think there. I think this is the, what I'm calling early call. Um, you get um, Norman Osborn um, within the next movie. Yeah, and then you get another one of the Sinister Six that we haven't seen yet. Um, or you get Norman Osborn by himself and then he works with Mysterio and then Mysterio breaks the rest of the people out of prison or talks their way out of prison to be able to take down Spider-Man and uh, closes that loop. I've also heard a rumor that Matt Murdock may be within the next Spider-Man as as Peter's um, lawyer. Um, you know, both of them being from around the same area, he made pro bono Peter to be able to, um, that would clear be cool. his name. That'd be really yeah. cool. I've heard it's going to be Charlie Cox too. Really? Yeah. That's, so, well, if you're hearing these like rumors like that, there might be a little substance behind that. Yeah. So, I mean, you know, I don't know that they're holding water, but, um, the, that's the word. And so, but it's, it sounds, that sounds like a comic book to me. So, yeah. So to, to, to rephrase, um, Norman Osborn is recognized as a public figure. He's not, or, or a figure of some sort. Um, he's not been identified as the Green Goblin yet. Um, Mysterio comes in and is filing a case either with um, Norman Osborn or on Norman, Norman Osborn on Mysterio's behalf oh. to get the people that Spider-Man's put to prison um, out of prison based upon false pretenses because Spider-Man is now made out to be not what he thought he was, not what was thought of Spider-Man. Oh, can I ask a question? Yeah. So when in the comic books does the relationship happen with the son, Spidey and... With Hobgoblin with Norman, or with... Um, the Osborn's kid. So as far as with him and Peter? Or yeah, were they... Early on, they were high school friends. So okay, so, but he's not present in this version. No, 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 not yet. Just I wanted to make sure that I wasn't missing anything. No. I, I don't foresee anybody that is in this no. cadre of kids or home. Yeah, they played it pretty pretty well on the original Spider-Man on Sam Raimi Spider-Man. They played that character. Well, well, I mean, I'm just talking from like with this version. I just didn't see. I mean, obviously, he could still fit in. He's only 16, so the yeah. kid could show up to school next semester. Yeah, yeah. You know, well, yeah. So. I think. I mean, the they never answer the question of who's buying the Stark Tower. Yeah. So I, mean, I think that. Osborns could come in, yeah. mm-hmm. Os- and then Oscorp, Oscorp, and then Osborne could, you know, mm-hmm. start to start to take interest in the city and say, no, the Spider-Man guy needs to go, and that um, he somehow Mysterio gets in touch with him, and he comes on Mysterio's behalf and says that, or not necessarily on like publicly on Mysterio's behalf because Mysterio's supposedly dead, yeah, but he shows up and he's like. These guys need to let, be let go because you know Spider Man put them away and well, how their does, evidence is tainted. Yeah. So, so we know that the footage gets to we get we know the footage gets to James. JJ. And, huh? Yeah. yeah. 
It gets to him by his little buddy that had this flash drive. Supposedly, yeah. That's what it looks like anyways in the movie, right? Yeah. So, but... I mean, I took Mysterio as being dead. Uh, now, I know that I don't we, think, had, we I think, had that little version of, oh, this is, like, he had a, the gun situation. And but he was, the, the, um, the filming of that little confession or that, that, um, that outing of Spider-Man was done at the exact location where Spider-Man. Oh, no, or, I get it. That's when he's talking. Yeah. That's when Spidey's talking to but, the hologram. Yeah. Of... Him. Um, and then at the meantime, yeah, but we're... obviously Mysterio's got a gun pointing at his head. Yeah. And then Spidey does his thing. And but yeah. I thought at that point he's yeah. out, but we don't know that for sure. For sure. Yeah, okay. I think I think that this the practical effects type of thing and, and that okay. he's he's still one step ahead. I think. Okay. Okay. No, I mean it, I could obviously it makes clear sense. He, he works be. he works too well. Yeah. In the series, I mean, and they're they even expose himself at, yeah. at that point. He's smart, so yeah. yeah. So, um, yeah. I mean, I, I think that I don't then, want I don't want to lose him. I really don't because, yeah. like you said, I mean, he's good, and you definitely build up a little bit of hatred. Yeah. So. So, um, yeah, I, I think that that'll that'll probably lead to the Sinister Six movie, but. Well, let's hope. Um, it would be great if they had Charlie Cox as um, Matt Murdock on there, too. That, that would just be, good. be icing on the cake. That'd be great. And they could do like a team-up type of thing if they wanted to. But I don't. Yeah. And they'll be, well, they'll be well after the cooling-off period between the Netflix and Marvel deal. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah, completely. Yeah, they had yeah. two-year cooling-off period. So, yeah, yeah, they're talking about at least another two years out. Oh, so. yeah. Um, How long has he signed up for this? Three? Three movies. Holland's for three. Three, three Spider-Man movies. Yeah, and, and then the, I don't know how many like other additional movies they signed okay. up for, but he's coming at the end of the contract. But I'm sure he's already announced that he's going to be in another third Spider-Man movie at least. Okay. So, um, I'm sure that he'll probably re-sign his contract. He's he's making too much money, and like especially after the yeah. after after being his first contract being fulfilled, he's going to be able to come in with. So much more money, like oh, yeah. you know, oh, these guys they get them as um unknowns and then yeah. build them up, yeah, they, and then hey, you pull them up from the miners, yeah. and then boom, there you go, you yeah, know, exactly. Well, they, they did it with uh Downey Jr., think about it. Yeah, I mean, he was down, Iron Man put, he was yeah. done. I mean, no one yeah. would insure him, he couldn't get a role. Yeah, they didn't want to do him for, for Iron Man, yeah, and Fabro had to talk him into it. Yeah, oh, that was so so smart, so smart, so smart, yeah. Good. No, I, li- I like the trends. And, you know, the references they made to uh, the multiverses, too, was cool. Yeah. Yeah, too. I think that, I don't, I mean, obviously all that ended up being um, less than than what it was. But um, I I think that they're they're setting it up because I think that they're they, still they keeping that the possibility. There. Yeah. Yeah. They, well, they've, they've established that the possibility is there. Yeah. So they don't, they haven't, everything that, that Mysterio said was, was incorrect, but it doesn't mean that it can't happen. I mean, we've had references to it in the past on, um, Thor, the dark world. There was a reference to earth 616. So, um, you know, it could still be a thing. We could still see secret wars. Um, yeah, with that's multiple where, where Grayson's of, leaning. My son's leaning, leaning. He's leaning towards the Secret Wars. I think we'll probably see um, Secret Invasion before we see Secret Wars, to where the scrolls come in and the scrolls have take like are 
Nick Fury and like yeah. other things. That kind of brings us to our next, yeah, the the, the next scene, the next yeah. post credit scene. Yeah, I didn't, and that, which I missed, of course. Yeah, so you missed it. Um, and just to recap, um, it's uh, Marie Hill and uh, and Nick Fury, and there were um, there were definitely like lines to this that alluded to this during the the um, regular movie, but. Um, which, I, which I didn't pick up on. Yeah, there I did um, on the Nick thing. Yeah, I just yeah. thought I just I, thought I feel, it was strange. I, you know, and I feel bad. Like I should have my my nerd card reduced for that, but I yeah. didn't get it. So, um, Marie calls Nick Fury Nick, um, in which uh, Captain Marvel he strictly says that nobody calls him Nick. It's it's always Fury, and so um, Marie here, Marie Hill, and Nick Fury are in. Uh, the Audi that they're in, um, and they're uh, they they're on the phone with somebody, but then they shift and they turn into the scrolls from Captain Marvel, and then they're calling somebody and they're saying, you know, hey, the mission was a success. We gave the kid the glasses. Um, we ran into some spots along the way. Um, we get all worked out now, but I think you should probably come back and um, be debriefed or or something along the effect, and. Um, he, uh, and then you, you see the other line, the other end of the phone, it's the real Nick Fury and he's on a beach chair in front of, um, a, uh, a, an ocean, um, Tahiti, Tahiti. Yeah. It seems like Tahiti at least. And so, um, Tahiti is what they established established with, um, yeah, yeah. With, with Cohen or, um, agent. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Um, so they, um, he, he, uh, he hangs up and then, um, he says something like simulation off. And then you see like the, the, the beach kind of disappear and turn into these, all these different white octagonal like screen type of thing. And then he gets up from his, um, from his, uh, chair and with his Mai Tai or coconut, drink of some sort and he walks away um wish with his pants rolled up and um he walks onto this the deck of the spaceship with space in the background it says everybody get back to work so this does a couple things it definitely opens up for secret invasion which was when um some of the avengers were recognized as scrolls um for the first time and that they had been scrolls for a little while and they were now turning on the Avengers, so like kind of like they had been living and hiding and setting the things up for a period of time, and they finally um, set everything in motion enough to where they can start their war, and then um, they um, declare war on the Avengers. So you don't know who's a scroll, who's not a scroll, yeah. And everybody's turned against each other. You, pretty much. you, I know Zippo. On yeah. This, so you're gonna have to educate me all the way through on these. So. The uh, obviously the scrolls that we know here, these two specific specific scrolls are good scrolls. They're working with Shield, um, but this also opens up the prospect of Sword um, from the comics. So we, we've we've known Shield and we've got Shield, but then there was another aspect to Shield, which was a comic version, a comic um, as in um, uh, cosmic or yeah, cosmic version of Shield that exists within the comics 
and that's now, called is sword. It a, is it a parallel? I mean, it literally is shield, and this is just a division of shield called it's sword. Separate, but yeah, it's, it's okay. So, but shield mean, and sword—they're sword. on the same okay. footing. One deals with earth-based events. Okay. One deals with okay. cosmic events. All right, got it. All right. Nick Fury's tied to both, of course. Um, and then you know, so this is definitely setting up the the um, sword element of things. And as we move into a more cosmic universe, um, we can see things like Silver Surfer and Galactus, and yeah. you know, yeah. see that the original Secret Wars maybe um, things like that. But well, you're you were spot on when we talked about this. I don't know, probably one of the first two or three episodes, and you're talking about that galactic turn that was going to happen. Yeah. I still think they're going to do two, two different things. I think I don't think that they'll do the, the Avengers anymore. Um, I think they've kind of broken that up. I think they'll probably do uh, Young Avengers now or, or something along yeah. those lines, and they'll do like a cosmic storyline and a cosmic team-up thing instead of bringing everybody well, back West together. Coast too. Yeah, West Coast Avengers. Yeah. I mean, other than Ant-Man, though, they just don't have... Right, yeah. Yeah. But a Young Avengers could work. Yeah. Cool. I got to read up on this. Yeah. Well, it's it's a lot. I'll send you <laughs> a, a link. I'm gonna have to Wikipedia you. this. <laughs> but um, let us know. Let us know where you think, based upon these um, these post credit scenes, where Spider Man's heading and where the um, MCU setting as a whole. Yeah. Um, let's know what you see it though. I mean, yeah. go oh, yeah. see it. Yeah, without you, question. Don't you made it this far and haven't seen it, then you go. still need to see it. Yeah, go see You're it. You're not excused. Yeah. Um, but uh, let us know what you think of the movie. Uh, make sure to subscribe and rate the podcast. Um, if you have any ideas for any shows, please let us know. We're always taking advice to heart and um, always taking ideas and running with them. You saw examples of that last week with our Kevin Smith episode yeah. with AD. Yeah. Thanks, AD. Thanks, AD. That was a great episode. We had lots of fun. And I know AD did too. Yeah, just done a. I know we're we're closing out, but uh, I did send him the Batman comic. Yeah. He's well into it. Good. And uh, I think that uh, when he's done, I think we can even bring him on just to have a quick discussion about that. Good. So, so um, yeah, but let's let's know um, what what you thought of the movie, um, and then uh, we will uh, see you back here next week. Um, until then, this has been the Nerd Force Podcast.